You obviously know Kung Fu. Hey, what's up? This is Andy Lee from Marshall Club. I play the role of Death Dealer in the new Marvel Studios Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And you are here with the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. Joining me today, martial artist, stunt performer, actor, filmmaker. Uh, you've seen his work in movies like The Paper Tigers, Wu-Tang and American Saga, uh, Luke Van Tien, Kung Fu Warrior. Uh, and most recently, he's tearing up the silver screen as the big bad death dealer on Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, Andy Lee. Andy, thank you so much for joining the Kung Fu Diving Podcast. You know, thank you for having me. I've always wanted to jump on the show. <laughs> it's great to finally uh, meet you and talk with you. Uh, I've been a fan of your work with the Marshall Club. Uh, you guys are doing some amazing things, so we're going to get into all of that. But anybody that has followed you knows that you you have a, a saying, martial arts to the death of me. So let me start off and get this all out on the table. I, I, I want you to finish this sentence. Uh, martial arts is... Ah, uh, okay. Whoa. It's a little cliche to say, but I'm going to say martial arts is life. Martial arts lives and breathes in everything I do. Everything I do is for martial arts. Every punch, every kick, every, every film I work on. I wouldn't even be involved in this industry. I wouldn't have even bothered if it weren't for martial arts. Martial arts is the goal. And it's my dream to promote the virtues and ethics and culture of martial arts and to put martial arts back on the map. And uh, that's my goal. That's the purpose behind everything I do. Yeah, and I don't think it's cliche to say because from watching the martial club films and from seeing you do your thing, it's it's evident that martial arts is something that is just part of you. Uh, whether you were born with it, whether you you uh, honed it to the to the skills that you have today, it's clear to anybody that watches you that everything that you do comes from your knowledge of martial arts and everything that you're trying to do is to further that study and culture and and bring it to a wider audience in an accessible way fair to say yeah fair to say i appreciate to hear appreciate hearing that because it it reaffirms me that uh i'm doing something right and that i'm on the right track <laughs> <laughs> now you really are doing some amazing work um but uh, you know let me let me express first my condolences on the loss of brad allen that was such a huge shock i mean he's done so much for the industry uh and uh shang chi was was gonna be something huge uh, just for him and for martial arts in general. So condolences on that. And Andy Chang was just on the show and I know they were super close uh, members of the stunt team. But um, do you uh, think that Shang-Chi is a fitting legacy for, for Brad to leave behind? Yeah, I mean, um, the little time I got to know him, I've known him for, I mean, obviously I've known him since, you know, Jackie Chan's stunt team. I've been a big fan of him, but I've known him like personally for about two years. And the little time that I do get to know him, he was always uh, fighting to push the envelope, you know? So uh, he was always like looking out to, to elevate action and always looking out for the best undiscovered talent, myself included. Like I would even owe it to him that I was even, I would even be in this position to begin with push to elevate action. And I think what he did here, like he did his job. He went out with a bang. Like, I think 
I mean, in our very first conversation, I, I told him part of like my goal was to put martial arts back on the map. And I think this film might be the one to do it. We've been talking about films that, you know, action takes its trend. You know, you got you started early and let's go back to the early 2000s. You had martial arts and then you had your more like superhero movies and then the John Wicks. And then now I feel like I feel like things go recycle itself like things go in circles and i think now it's starting to circle back into martial arts and um i think this film might be the one to do it which is which is groundbreaking and he went out with a bang and i think he did his job and i i really like for me i i feel the fact that he you know i'm i'm an i'm a newbie in this game and he trusted me and put me in line in the lineup with the big leagues and he trusted this this kid who just did YouTube videos and uh, he uh, uh, obviously I think he saw some sort of potential or talent. And I just wanted to tell him that you did your job, Brad. And um, you know, I would do everything in my power to carry on your legacy. That's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, if anything, he definitely had an eye for talent. So it, it says something about you guys, right um, now. It's, it's interesting that you, you brought up the, the, the nature of, of martial arts on film, uh, maybe coming back. I'm older than you, so I was around for the 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 kung fu era of the '70s and '80s, um, where I mean that was the entertainment for 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 kids in the '70s and '80s. You know, you watched kung fu films yeah. on Saturdays. Yeah. It's a big deal, right? Martial yeah. Club being one of the, the the main films that we watched growing up. Um, <laughs> yep. But uh, uh, talking about uh, the the waves of of martial arts in films, because yeah, they snuck it into things like John Wick. And they, you know, and uh, there was the the '90s uh, martial arts films, which was, you know, kind of iffy in in parts. But uh, um, do you think you guys cracked the code then on how to package martial arts uh, for a Hollywood audience with Shang Chi? Because this is a big opportunity to present martial arts to an audience that may be not conditioned to just real martial arts entertainment. Do you think you guys cracked the code here? I think we're getting there. I think this will definitely open the doors, but I always believe that if you're going to do martial arts again, like if you're going to circle around you one step one, you pay homage to the veterans who came before you. So the ones who laid it down before you, that's been your textbook. That's been your Bible. You learn from it. And as the newer generation, it's our job to push it and elevate it. So I think Shang-Chi definitely opened the doors and um, and it's we're working towards I mean, Brad always pushed towards elevating it. And I think the more if martial arts is going to make its comeback, the more more people who do it, they're going to bring in their own taste, their own style. Everyone's going to bring something new to the table. And then I think as a generation, we're just going to naturally push it to elevate the genre. Yeah, that's cool. And it, it definitely needs to be be pushed because Marvel has tried to do martial arts before uh, and it fell flat. <laughs> uh, we won't we won't we won't uh we won't throw anybody under the bus uh for that right now but mm. um what is it that you think you guys got right uh, about the martial arts in shang chi because there are so many things that go into presenting it right for an audience uh, as i was talking with uh with andy chang about you know bad editing can make good martial arts look awful yep. good editing can make bad martial arts look amazing so what is it that you guys got right with the, the martial arts in shang chi um, I think with Shang-Chi, I think it was a trust in second unit and action designers and, you know, the stunt team itself. Like, I know normally, just from my experience working in 
Hollywood, which I, I haven't actually worked that much. I, a lot of my years was focused more on YouTube. I've jumped into Hollywood, you know, little, you know, gigs here and there. Um, and, and, you know, anyone can tell me I, I might be wrong, but from what I've seen is you have the directors who kind of, you take all this footage, they shoot a cam, B cam, C cam. They don't know what they want. Master shot. And you take out, you shoot the action and the, from all angles and you, you take all this footage and you give it to an editor that doesn't know what he's doing. It's, it's hard because you, it's one thing to be a martial artist and it's another under, it's another thing to understand filmmaking. And it's another, it's one thing to be a filmmaker and understand martial arts. A martial artist would know how to throw a punch, but would not know which angle would look the best at on a camera. Uh, on, on the lens and vice versa uh, a filmmaker might know how to shoot drama but maybe not know how to shoot a punch or a kick and i think to have an action design or a stunt team to understand both ends um, especially brad allen uh coming in there and with the the directors and the the you know the creators the executives to trust a team like that they take the step back trust a team like that and I'll obviously work collaboratively to make sure the narrative stays and everything. But I think ultimately the only way I've seen it work is you have someone who understands both ends, the martial arts and the filmmaking aspect. And once you have both of those together, you're, it's a danger. It's, it gets dangerous. <laughs> and, and obviously, as you can see now, it's changing the world. You know, and the, uh, the action in Shang-Chi really is, noticeably different from the way that uh, action and martial arts has been presented in some re even in some recent films i mean you've got touches of of the wuxia you've got the the wire work you've got jackie chan stylings in there you got some donnie Yen hardcore stuff going on so well done on all of that and that speaks a lot to that trust that you were talking about between the director uh destin daniel cretton and the second unit and uh, all the stunt guys because if the director was one of those guys that needed to make sure that he was in everything and, and started cutting things up. Maybe we lose something in, in translation, but what you guys put on screen is pretty freaking amazing. Yeah. I, and, uh, and that's not to also Destin also, I just also want to credit him that he also stepped in and did a really good job with, you know, on the narrative and something as simple as for, I'll just give an example from my end when I was working uh, one day on, on main unit with Destin this one day. And I remember there was a punch or a kick that I, I like one of my specialties I really wanted to do. And I did it. And he's like, yeah, just from a narrative perspective, he's like, you know, I'm not convinced by that punch or that kick. Right. And so like just something from a narrative perspective, he understands the story. He, he, you know, it's been in, you know, he's embodied it to, to make this movie. And so for him to say that is like, okay, you got to trust him because like if this kick doesn't tell the story or carry it forward, then maybe we should find something else to work. So Destin also did his part in, in the action as well. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, speaking about your, your punches and kicks, then uh, <laughs> you've said that you're mostly self-taught. Um, yes. How and why did you go that route? Um, initially I didn't have a choice. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I came from, uh, you know, uh, my, I'm Vietnamese, uh, from Vietnamese heritage, and my family came over here from Vietnam. We escaped an from an embattled country. We didn't have much starting over here. But, I, you know, initially we didn't have much. You'd have to pick up martial arts from your own. And also, first exposure to martial arts was martial arts films, martial arts movies, and I knew I wanted to pursue that. 
Um, that's how, you know, as a young kid, you know, as a young kid who got bullied a lot in school, you come home and you watch Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, you know, standing up to the bullies fighting against oppression that does something to you. And, um, you know, I knew at a very young age, I wanted to change the world. And I knew that I wanted to be just like the heroes I saw on screen. I wanted to be on the big screen, uh, kicking ass and doing martial arts. And, uh, you know, I, I started picking up martial arts during the YouTube generation when YouTube started becoming big and uh, it was easier access to get information, you know, from YouTube and you, you get more, you know, access to anything, martial arts movies. Um, uh, I'm not going to discredit the, I have friends who are coaches and professional martial artists. I've trained with them. Uh, I, I've never become an actual disciple, but I've, I have have training sessions with my friends who have, have taught me uh, under like a formal, you know, regiment. And uh, so I would say 95% of what I learned is self-taught. That's amazing. Yeah. And I, and I think it, it, it kind of worked out for the better because when you're self-taught, um, my brothers and I, we, we, we joke about it. We, we call it the Sharingan. So in like Naruto, you have the Sharingan, yeah. which you can watch and copy very well. Yeah. So I think until a point where I, we can, I can watch like a Jackie Chan sequence, for example. And it's like, whatever, 30 beats a 30 beat sequence. Maybe I won't be able to download the 30 beats, but I'll be able to download the essence of what made the, that those 30 beat sequence so special. And I could recreate it in my own way. So that's kind of how I, and I think it, it came with the, you know, the ability to watch and, and copy and you develop that when you're self-taught. So uh, yeah. And I think in a way it kind of worked out for the better because if we're going to approach, you know, our mission as martial artists to put, martial arts back on the map and spread martial arts to the world through film. I think it actually worked out that way. That's awesome. You're like a martial arts version of the taskmaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's <I> cool. like. <laughs> so is there um, a particular style that you started out um, copying or uh, have you developed the martial club style for uh, lack of a better term? No, I think the martial club style starts. Uh, I, I would say I'm, I'm heavily rooted in Kung Fu. Um, that's maybe because that's my natural interest, just gravitated towards Kung Fu, uh, originally and Wushu, uh, because you know, it's so, it's so beautiful. It's a graceful, uh, martial art. And, um, and there's a lot of variety of movements in Wushu that's kind of universal to be honest. And a little later, I, I would say my root would be in Kung Fu. And then a little later I got into tricking and I think those two, styles kind of fused together um kind of became the root of what became a bit of my style and then eventually later i started taking on more and more i actually learned how to it's not just throwing a 540 kick it like i learned how to kick I, I went over to south korea in i believe 2013 or 14 it was a while ago i competed at the the red bull kick it uh, championships which they red bull they brought in uh trickers and taekwondo athletes uh, to compete in battle. And, uh, I came out on top. Uh, awesome. yeah, I came out on first place, but I wasn't satisfied with, <laughs> with my performance. So then I, you know, I'm like, how the heck did I win against all these, you know, Taekwondo athletes and trickers who've trained their whole lives. Like these Taekwondo athletes have been training ever since they were kids. And so I stayed in Korea for a few months and I made a journey back and I trained with different Taekwondo teams and learn, you know, different kicking styles. And then that's how I started implementing that. And then just beyond that, I just, 
Well, once you, at a certain point, you start feeling and, and just being able to copy martial arts movies, you just develop a strong variety, a strong encyclopedia, a strong understanding of the martial arts language. And then you just kind of create your own. So I'm kind of in this phase where I just, you learn all this stuff and then you have to abandon it and let it go. And once you do that, you, you really kind of, what comes from the inside, like you really express what's ultimately your own. And I think that's like the uh, martial arts at its highest level is expression. It's not just a punch or the kick. It's not about the punch or the kick. It's how it's being done. If I can throw a punch or a kick and tell my whole life story behind it, then that's how I know like you're at a higher level. <laughs> that's awesome. And for anybody who has not seen uh, your tricking videos, I highly recommend you go watch, uh, follow the martial club on Instagram, uh, on Facebook, wherever, and just watch some of the training tricking sessions that Andy and his brothers get involved in. Seriously, um, one of the great things about watching those videos is, like you were saying, the, the, there's an expression that is evident when you do any of those moves. Um, it's graceful, it's beautiful, but it's also aggressive, and I don't understand how you don't rip your bodies apart. Oh, we rip our bodies apart. <laughs> <laughs> we're all injured. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the the expression in, in those movements is 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 really clear, and it, it looks really great. Um, I envy that you can you can still do that with your bodies. I'm way too old to do any of that shit. So, <laughs> but <laughs> um, speaking of that, uh, the the work that you put into your short films is also just just great um and i feel drawn to those films because it's a throwback to the kung fu films the kung fu eras of the 70s and 80s um it you know straight homages to to what made those films so impactful for for kids in my generation and and for for you guys um how did you get started in filmmaking because you know uh, kids from vietnam uh, with nothing and now you decide to start shooting videos for youtube how does that happen yeah i i like I said, I knew at a very young age, uh, I wanted to change the world. I think it was in high school when I first started to realize like, okay, cause in high school, you know, you're about to graduate. You're like, Oh, what do I do with my life? And then I, I had this, you know, I had this passion for martial arts. So I, that's when I decided to prove to really try to pursue it and going into college, like me, me living under an Asian household. And, uh, and I, I know a lot of Asians can relate to the story that your parents want you to, you know, they escape from an embattled country and they want you to become something successful. They want you to become doctor, lawyer. And, uh, you know, but where they, yeah, again, where they messed up was where they fed me martial arts movies. And that's where, you know, the passion came from. Um, so going, and they told me going into, going into college, whatever you want after. So I did that. I got, I kept up with my training, but I still finished college. And, um, after college, I'm like, all right, I'm going in now. And I decided to, I wanted to pursue, martial arts in the film industry and so i just to get our foot in the door we uh we started making youtube videos we you know we picked up i think at the time it was like digital cameras or dd cameras it wasn't even like dslrs or iphones or not now with iphones you shoot 4k um, <laughs> um back then yeah it was it was digital cameras or dv cameras and me and my my brother and my one other brother daniel ma uh from marshall club we're, we kind of make the trio uh we kind of see ourselves at the current as the current day jackie samuel and yun Biu. um we we would get together and just shoot because honestly all you need is two guys and a camera guy and so we would just shoot we would learn the we would learn the craft and i think it's good that 
you know, we, we didn't have much. We obviously, we don't have budget. We had to learn on our own. And I think the, the, lug, the luxury of learning on your own is that you get to teach yourself. And, you know, at this point, we're the king of being self-taught. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, you learn, yeah, you have to teach yourself. And so, we taught ourselves how to act, shoot, fight, how to throw a punch or kick to the camera. How to, We taught ourselves angles, how to edit, all the whole package. And I think, um, in a way, we've kind of developed ourselves to be martial arts filmmakers, not just martial artists now. So, uh, and using YouTube as a platform to kind of get our names out there, uh, that's kind of what the plan has always been. And I guess in the recent years, it's, it seems to be working. I, at least I hope. Um, well, the platform has been super powerful for you guys, right? I mean, it's opened up a lot of doors, uh, for you. Was that what got you involved with Shang-Chi? Uh, yes. I, I, be I believe it wasn't just the fact that it was, we were just martial artists, uh, on YouTube, we were martial arts filmmakers on YouTube. And I think it was the, uh, that aspect that attracted, uh, uh, you know, the late Brad Allen and he, he saw us on YouTube. He saw one of our shorts. I believe it was like the dance of the Dream masters or the, it was the old school homage that me and Brian did. And he was really impressed. And, uh, he, he dove into our YouTube channel and that's how he reached out to us. And funny story, how he reached out to us. He, he made a, so I, I'm friends with a Brad Allen on Facebook already, and I thought it was the real one, but I got a message from a Brad Allen with the, you know, the Facebook profile picture had no profile picture. Right. I'm like, is this really Brad Allen? And he hits me up and he's like, Hey, I'm looking for Andy Lee and I, uh, opportunity for you. Can you meet me in Anaheim? Which funny, I think in Anaheim Disney, I think he's taking, who's taking his family to Disneyland and quite coincidentally, Anaheim is just down the street. Disneyland is just right down the street from me. So I, I met up with him for lunch and, uh, there he was like, see, he had a hat, sunglasses on and he had facial hair. So I couldn't tell, but when he took off the hat and the sunglasses, I'm like, just look at the, this area, the, you know, the eyes. And I'm like, yo, that is Brad Allen. Like, Oh snap. So, and he told me eventually that like, Oh, the Facebook page that everyone is friends with is not the real one. I had to make one to reach out to you. So That's that funny. was, uh, <laughs> how I got in touch with him. And that's when he, he presented me the, Oh, I'm working with a for a Marvel film. And I'm like, is it Shang-Chi? And I, I knew because at this time, the word of Shang-Chi being made had gotten out already. And, uh, and he told me like, Oh yeah. Meetings and like, it seems like the direction we're taking with the action is very like tailored for you guys. Like what you guys do on YouTube, like it's very, this is kind of the, this is the point of reference. This is kind of how we want to go about it. And uh, yeah, I would like you to be a part of it. And I told him straight up from the beginning. Um, and, and this goes back a little bit. I, I actually started uh, with my foot in the door in, in stunts as a stunt mm -hmm. performer a little bit. And I told mm -hmm. him, and this is a story for you too. Um, I told him it wasn't, uh, I learned real quickly that it wasn't uh, what I wanted to do. Um, I wanted to, and it's not to downplay like stunt performers or anything or what they do as their jobs, like stunt performers, they put their lives on the line to make us as actors look good. They, they put together the action, they make the film. Um, so stunt performers, all the respect to them. I, in my personal, just for me, my personal desires, I wanted to do more. I wanted the world to see my face. I wanted 
I wanted, which quite coincidentally, death dealer, you don't see his face yet. <laughs> but I wanted to show the world what I can do. And I wanted my name behind it, you know? Yeah. So uh, I told him, um, I'll, I'll, you know, initially I'll help him uh, on the stunt team. But if, and he told me, don't worry, I, I understand you. And if a role opens up, I will call you right away. And so I, so I, I worked with Br uh, Brad first initially to train Simu. So me, Brian, my brother, and um, my other brother, uh, teammate D.Y. Sao, I don't know if you've heard of him. Really, yeah, uh, yeah. really amazing martial artist. Uh, us three, we trained Simu for a good two months, maybe three. Um, with, I, guess, I think Marvel had him out here in LA to do some training. And so it was us three, we were training him we were training him in martial arts just to kind of get his foundation down. He was already, he was already really athletic. As you can tell, he already had the build a little bit of tricking. So he had some acrobatic skills. And for us, it was mainly training him in the foundations of martial arts and mainly his flexibility because his, he would say it himself, like you could tell an expertise of a martial artist from his flexibility and the splits was just not it for him. Sure. Sure. <laughs> it wasn't it for him, so. Yeah. And moving forward, um, yeah, I know. <laughs> and moving forward, uh, this role of death dealer gets written in. And as soon as he gets written in, Brad calls me right away. And he tells me, hey, like, you know, there's this, this role that kind of opened up for casting. And, you know, I want you to submit to it. It's, it's this ninja character. It's, it's so you, like, because you're, it, you know, your, your aesthetic, your style is very anime. It has that ninja thing going and like this character is very ninja and it might just work for you you know and um you know for me uh, I, I submitted anyways you know beggars can't be choosers just submit for it and i didn't think much of it and it wasn't until like a couple weeks later i get a call from the casting agency that that works for marvel and they're like oh yeah we would like you to play this role no audition needed you know just come in and wow yeah no audition <laughs> needed which was uh, in from what Brad had told me, like that's unprecedented, like that's unheard of for a Marvel wow. film. So something must have the stars must have aligned or something, but it was like it was kind of a miracle how it played out. That's cool. That's cool. And uh if if you haven't seen it yet, Death Dealer is going to be one of the most popular costumes this Halloween, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. What's fun? I don't even have I don't even have a costume. I don't get to keep a I don't get to keep the costume. And I'm watching on a, a Avengers campus uh, at Disneyland, they have a death dealer walking around. I'm like, man, what the heck? <laughs> I can't believe you didn't try to steal one. <laughs> yeah. Sure. You know what? While we're on uh, the subject of death dealer, then what then did you bring to death dealer to, to bring him to life? Like you said, though, it's not your face there. So you have to really do some extra stuff with just the movement and the attitude to give that character character otherwise that's just some dude in a suit right so what did you what did you do to to make him real to be honest i didn't feel like i had to do much because i kind of felt like that character uh really fit me and nice. you know like uh, i had to uh, I, and i keep my body in con great condition year round and I, I i train a lot and i i stay in shape and so just going into it i was already kind of ready physically uh the one thing i wanted to um, bring to the table was groundbreaking moves, like just stuff in my arsenal that, you know, I, I wanted to show the world and, you know, we had to work collaboratively as an action team and, you know, with the director to kind of 
with Brad and everyone to kind of make it work all together. And there was one move in there that I really had to fight for. And it was called like the full twist sidekick. I know, I, uh, uh, I know maybe some people have made it in the trailer, which was like, okay, that means I did something right. Um, yeah. uh, and that one of those haven't done on film type of moments. Like I really wanted to push for that. That was a move that like, um, uh, Brian, my brother and I developed, uh, on our own. And, um, and, we we wanted to kind of we, we were always inspired by like how to, like when tony jaw came out he was doing stuff that has never been done before so we were kind of yeah. playing off that angle and i really pushed to fight for that move and that move made it in and i almost didn't make it like when i say that i mean like we had like x amount of takes to shoot it and i almost didn't land it because it wasn't <laughs> an easy one to hit but yeah it was an easy one to hit but for some reason it was that last take that made it and so i was really fortunate for that and it and um i'm really glad it made it into the trailer it was one of those this is this might be a trailer shot i feel like and <laughs> i wasn't wrong it was a total trailer shot that's <laughs> it was awesome. probably gonna that's hit awesome. a drop it's probably going to hit a drop in the trailer and we weren't wrong about that. That's <laughs> um, awesome. So yeah, that, that was one that was on our own, uh, first on film. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. And, um, the, uh, the, the character itself is just so cool to look at on screen. Looks great. Moves great. So, um, once you finally saw yourself on screen as death dealer, how, how surreal is that? Uh, it was already surreal, like way when, back when we were shooting, like way back when we were sh shooting, because, uh, you know, the lineup of this film has a lot of Kung Fu veterans. Yeah. Michelle Yeoh, uh, Tony Leung, uh, you know, Yun, Yun Wa, if you've seen it, Yun Wa. Yeah. Yep. And it, it was already surreal way back when I was sitting in the same casting, like green room <laughs> with them. You know? And I'm just like like i used to watch you on the screen and now we are sharing the screen together surreal and yeah. um and this wasn't and like this wasn't the first time i've worked with michelle i worked with her on an a24 film uh yep. and it hasn't come out yet and i think we're saving it for when this covid thing is completely over because it's a sure. movie definitely has to be experienced uh, in theaters so this movie uh, with Michelle Yeoh, I mean, I worked with her on that and and moving on to Shang-Chi. It's two movies back to back we worked on together. And I I felt like we, we like not only during this time, I, I got to work with her. I got to know her more as a person. And in a way, I kind of feel like she's taking me under her wing. Um, and uh, till this day, I still get starstruck, though, standing next to her. <laughs> so that's you should. that speaks a lot to how much of an impact like these veterans have had on me. And so that was when the surrealness hit. All right. So on that note, then you're sharing the room with all of these idols. When did you realize that Shang-Chi and death dealer potentially going to be idols for a whole new generation of martial arts fans? Uh, I did not know until last couple of days when the movie came out. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't get to see the movie until the premiere. I knew I saw it. I knew it was good, but I, I'm not the world. I don't know how the world is going to perceive it, you know? So, um, okay. No, I lied. I knew it was going to change the world <laughs> to some degree, um, but I didn't know that it was going to change the world to this degree. Like I just saw like before I hopped on that it's a quote unquote number one movie in the world. 
Um, yeah. And so I'm, I'm seeing it. It's weird. Like I'm walking around, like I was walking through a shopping center yesterday and I had my hood and my mask on. And, um, and I just see, like, I walk by the theater and I see just kids, everyone just carrying Shang-Chi posters. And I'm just like, dude, this is kind of weird. Bro. So, <laughs> It's, you know, it, I'm sure it is weird and uh, it's, it's gratifying as a Kung Fu film fan, as a martial arts film fan, uh, to see that happening again, because it's been such a long time, uh, since that kind of thing was, was in the, uh, was in the, uh, zeitgeist, right? So now you got guys who want to be you, who want to be Shang-Chi, uh, and not just, um, not just Kung Fu film fans, but kids across races, across the ages, yeah. uh, and as Asians, this is a huge step forward for representation. The cast is primarily Asian. Yeah. Um, there, you know, there's uh, and it's uh, rooted in Asian culture, mm-hmm. Asian story, and this is uh, something that uh, is going to be a big deal just beyond Marvel action, right? So kudos to all of you guys. Um, but uh, as any martial arts student knows, this is a lifelong journey, right? So what's coming up next for you as an actor, as a martial artist, as martial club, what do you have going on? Um, I'm going to say it again. Thing done is martial arts and that I'm involved in this industry for martial arts, my martial integrity. I will never sacrifice that for an inch. And um, what's next for me is uh, passion projects. To be honest with you, I feel like, yes, even though I've gotten to, I've had this opportunity to play this, this, such a badass role in this historic movie. Uh, I still haven't told, been able to tell the world what I want to say yet. Uh, I want to tell my, my story. And, um, and so moving forward, I have a couple of passion projects I'm in development for. Um, we have, you know, a Marshall club movie. We've always been wanting to do, we've been talking about it for like two, three years and we've been really just, we're just honing down on the story to make it like the most perfect story it can be. And it's going to be the most martial arts AF story you will see. And beyond that, you know, we're talking about, um, so that, that will put the staple on martial arts for us. And beyond that, we're talking about representation. I think, uh, it's beyond just putting, the ethnicity in the limelight it's about the culture that you know the ethnicity that we can bring in martial arts is a gem in asian culture and uh if we're gonna do it we got to do it right um and moving forward i'm also in development for a a, a project i'm be doing in vietnam what well, it'll be a in vietnamese we'll call it vietq which is american and vietnamese crossover film um just like tony jaw had uh, uh, uh thailand had tony jaw and indonesia had eco um Vietnamese did not have anyone yet and I think like I have someone they need someone uh to uh represent and I think one being on a platform such as Shang-Chi will definitely help yeah moving forward we're I'm in development for a, a project in Vietnam that's also another passion project so a couple that's that's going on and that's just the gist of it but uh I already know like I already know for a damn fact, like once it's, once we come out with it, it's going to hit. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Listen, I, I know that you got to get going, but I wanted to thank you for the time. And I, I no, thank you for having me. That was really no, absolutely. Fun. And listen, I do want to say that um, if there is uh, anybody out there that is going to represent martial arts, well, 
it has to be the Marshall Club. You guys have been doing it for so long and you've been doing it so well. Um, the the stuff that I appreciate that. Uh, no, they, that you're you guys are doing it and uh, you're doing it the right way. And it's it's great to see that there is a voice out there for, for those of us who grew up with that kind of stuff. Um, and I know that if you're going to put something together to celebrate the martial arts, to, to celebrate that whole culture, that you're going to do it with all the best intentions in mind. And I know it's going to come out awesome. So listen, best of luck with everything you got going on. Stay safe. Um, cannot wait to see uh, how much of an impact Shang-Chi and Death Dealer have uh, on uh, martial arts in Hollywood. So uh, keep doing what you're doing and martial arts to the death of, of all of us, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> Appreciate you for having me, man. I've always wanted to be on this podcast and best believe this won't be the last time. Huge thanks to Andy Lee for stopping by the show. I'm a big Marshall Club fan, so it's awesome to see these guys making big waves in the industry. And as Andy said, it's only the beginning with them, so I wish him nothing but the best as they continue to shake things up. And give the Marshall Club guys a follow on all their socials. Those links will be in the show notes. And of course, let Andy know that you checked out his interview right here on the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. Hopefully, he'll come back and hang again soon. In the meantime, give me a follow on all my socials as well, and please do feel free to drop me a line anytime. I love hearing from the listeners. Case in point, a big thanks to Andreas, who left me an awesome note, which I posted on all my feeds. That absolutely boosts me up to keep putting out great content, so thank you so much. Otherwise, guys, feel free to leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, or if you can, buy me a coffee via my link on Instagram. And until next time, Poison Clan, peace. Poison Clan rocks the world. Shouting monks on the hands, running down the thousand stairs. The fate of Lee Khan now's in King Yu's hands. With the fearless idea roaming over the land. Yeah, the little bitch soldier is older and wiser. He wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight. Yo, got the venom mob laying down the law. Bruce Lee delivered kicks, guaranteed to great jars. Fight for the cars, then pass here. The pass, not the end back kicks will defeat the outlaws. Very good, but boards don't hit back. Yeah, the death jewels here, David D is coming back. The Tai Chi master, Jet Li's even faster. Could chat a little drink because he is the drunken master. Once upon a time in China, Rosamund Kwan is real fine, but see Maggie show his spine. Golden Swallow has arrived. Shang Chi movies will the hero will survive. We've got the brave archer make his way to the top of the mountain, gonna fight. May as well pick the spot. Yeah, the sky goes black, cut the vampires back. We've got Lam Ching to kill them all, so stand back. He plays the black magic on the soul of the sword, and our sword will travel until his body's on floors. Yeah, Wing Chun Shaolin and Manti style. Yeah, the Feed the enemy and watch him run for miles Blood will spill now on the mountain tops When we bring back the soul of the legendary pops Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's warm We smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's warm We smash the place up with a dragon claws
place up with a dragon claw. See, it's a game of death, yo. You're facing the big boss. It's once upon a time in China, counting the TikTok. The Shogun Assassin slashing blood of just drip drop. The head kick, neck drop, balance the bone stop. Wanna kill Bill? Better get the assassins. He's got Irma dressed in yellow, but she is in the dragon, but in the tea rooms. That's where it'll happen. She got the bodies on the floor when the blood it'll splatter against the wall. No fear at all to kill them all. There's always blood spilled when you head into a war. Fearless, unleashed. The fist of legend that the car jet leaves. I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast. You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumble in the streets. And it's simple, see the facts are these. It's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee. Welcome to the tea house, spending for some action. Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting. Ha! This time it's warm to smash the place up with a dragon claws. We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action. Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting.